0: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment, and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE System. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game.
1: hockey let's do that hockey hello everyone welcome back to line change the nhl betting podcast from the action network my name is michael Lebuff. joining me as always is my friend colleague and nhl betting expert nick martin nick we will be going over the slate for tuesday december the 6th and as always we will start with our favorite underdogs for that slate and i'll go first because i got a big one i like the detroit red wings they're two to one plus 200 against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Detroit is on the road. The over-under for this one is six and a half. Detroit's underlying metrics throughout the first 15 or so games of the season were ugly. They were still getting results. They were hanging around the playoff picture, but everyone kind of thought, you know, this is a house of cards, smoke and mirrors. But over the last 10 games, they've started to trend up a little bit. They're starting to tilt the ice in the right direction. They're driving play towards the correct net and they're still getting decent goaltending from, you know, Ville Husso, uh, Alex Delcovich, not so much. Uh, it's inconsistent, but I think that the upside here is good enough against a lightning team. That's been great form, but I think this is a good sell high spot. So I'll back the red wings who, you know, th- there's been a couple teams like this this season that have been really streaky, like they'll alternate like six game losing streaks with six game winning streaks. And I think the red wings went four game win streak, four game lose streak. And then another, like a three game win streak and then another losing streak. So maybe the Red Wings are starting a good streak here. They won on Sunday. So I'll take Detroit
2: at plus 200. Yeah, I like it. And I'll jump in with Detroit uh, to go to the narrative of when someone gets out of the lineup like Tyler Rutuzzi, that opens up avenues for shot props and uh, prop targets. David Perron's starting to thrive in the shot prop market. And I think this is a great spot to go back to the well on him. So he's a guy I'm definitely going to be watching for at open tomorrow, hoping for a decent price on over two and a half shots. He's... He's killing it in that game now. He's six for seven. I tried to ride this prop earlier in the year after his playoff. He had a bit of a slow start. Now he's up on the top line. I think it's just a great time to go back to that narrative. It makes sense that he's started to pour the puck onto the net.
1: Yeah, yeah. David Perron, is uh, he's never seen a shot he doesn't like in his career. So it uh, would make sense to start start to see his numbers start trending up. Your favorite
2: underdog for Tuesday night. Yeah, my favorite underdog. The Jets are around plus money right now. I think they're very live to beat the Panthers, specifically if Barkov and Lundell remain sidelined. We talked about last week how we loved Lundell props. He'd been really good to us. Unfortunately, when we pitched him on Thursday, he got injured after skating three minutes in the game, which happens in in, in, uh, prop markets. And the reason we liked him that game was because he was being elevated to the top center position and on the top power play now with him out, Florida getting pretty depleted. That's two meaningful absences in the same position, which is where it starts to stack up. The Jets have been pretty strong at home. I think at plus 100, this is just a great spot. And uh, to get back on them.
1: I like the Jets too. They're a funky team, man. I'm enjoying what they're putting together this season, especially with that core. Cause you, you know, that Dubois is leaving. They tried to trade Shifley. They tried to trade Wheeler and, and it's just like galvanizing them. And, and like you said last week, like Josh Morrissey, who three seasons ago, I feel like was a, a great kept secret in the, one of the biggest kept secrets in the NHL then he just completely kind of floundered. He's found his game as well and of course, hella buck as long as he's starting gives them a really high floor. So, the Jets, I'm with you on the Jets. When the Panthers get healthy, the Sasha Barkov thing is a little strange. They're being a little it's really strange, honestly, yeah.
2: yeah. A lot of people are commenting on that they don't really know what's going on and that it could be a little more than than is kind of being stated.
1: Yeah, it's it's a little weird and I was talking about Last week on this show, and then we do our NHL.com collaboration, which you were on this week. And the Panthers generally are our team that I'm I've circled to buy. But if Barkov's out long term, it really changes everything for this team. So just keep that in mind. But I still think that Florida should trend in the right direction.
2: Yeah, and uh, like long term. To further comment on this too, like people talk about the Paul Maurice narrative. I think there's still some guys in that room that kind of want to get him a little bit too. So it's a two way street where there's a lot of money on the board from each side and uh, it'll be a really good game. So I think definitely one, you know, if you're looking for a little action, want to watch a fun contest, that should be a great game.
1: Hey, uh, the Florida Panthers, Winnipeg Jets rivalry. These were two former Southeast division rivals uh, when the Jets were the Atlanta Thrashers. So
2: when the caps used to run wild and score six goals every night, I love it.
1: You could do the, the Capitals could sleepwalk through the season and, and get themselves the number three seed. Um, all right, let's look at the rest of the board. It is a kind of a, a, a balanced schedule for this week in the NHL. I think it's just, you know, with the holidays, they they try to like, you know, make sure they don't get caught out because it's usually Tuesday, Thursdays that are the big slates and Thanksgiving throws a wrench in that. And it takes a little couple weeks, I guess, for it to catch up because, yeah, it's as balanced as I've ever seen. I love like it. Like as the, a the fan, week, yeah. The week long schedule, yeah. like seven games on on Monday. Now we got we're looking at a, around nine or ten on on Tuesday. And the one we'll start with, as we look at the big board, the Chicago Blackhawks three to one. They're continuing their trip around the New York Metro area. So they're plus three hundred in New Jersey against the juggernaut Devils, who are minus three sixty five. The over under is six. The Blackhawks were deserving winners against the Rangers. I didn't think they were terrible against the Islanders at all. Five on five, that game kind of got funky after the Islanders took the lead, but because they scored two goals in quick succession and all of a sudden the, the Hawks kind of just like looked checked out. But, you know, it was a bad spot. And I like Arvid Soderblom, the goalie. I think he's probably their best goaltender. Peter Mrazek is out. It looks like so Soderbloom gives him a chance and who are the devils gonna go with like Akira Schmidt's five and zero. <laughs> I don't think he's lost yet. I don't think that's gonna keep going. Ivadachek's been good. I just still don't trust him at this kind of number with the goalies. Like I know the devils are gonna outshoot the Blackhawks is gonna be like forty-eight to seventeen. The Islanders just put up 40 on him. So it's it's an ugly one, but I trust Soderbloom enough right now that I think when this number continues to tick up, because I believe it will. Uh, I'll be in on the Hawks and it's, it's not going to win.
2: Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do the Hawks. <laughs> I know what this game's going to look like, I think. And I, I just, it's such a huge price. The devils will probably win. I don't know if there's betting value or not, but it's just they're controlling play at such a ridiculous level. Are the Hawks, some of those lines, they're just going to get absolutely caved. It's it's yeah. a, I don't know. I think it's, it's just a tough spot to get a lot of betting action in on.
1: Yeah, that's why the number is big, and I think it'll only get bigger. Uh, the Kings, they're even money on the road in Ottawa. To take on the Sens, minus 120, the over-under. Here is six and a half, and don't look now. The Ottawa Senators, winners of two in a row. They are still at the foot of the Atlantic Division and only three points ahead of Columbus in the Eastern Conference at large. But we said that this team, the record just didn't justify what their actual play, not saying that. Ottawa should be hanging around the playoff picture. I don't think they've been that good, but they've been better. And the Kings are all over the place. So I would lean towards Ottawa here. I'm not going to play it yet. We'll see. I want to see goaltenders, et cetera. But I don't mind Ottawa as a short favorite His, uh, is kind of my point here against this LA team that I think
2: is you're just incredibly strange. Yeah, I like the Sens team totals here. I think there's some good player props. i with you. I think it's the Sens or nothing. Maybe the Sens in the over if you want to get wild in that area. I still think Ottawa are going to be a well above average offensive team. We're starting to see they're kind of showing a little more. I've thought the power plays looked really strong. They haven't scored as you would expect, but the shooting percentage has been really low. And I continue to think the talent is there to play better in that area. So for me, I'm going to target them scoring a lot more moving forward. I think that's a strong shot. And obviously the Kings right now, they've been giving up a ton of goals. So I think it's it's a cents or nothing in that one for me.
1: The Blues visit UBS Arena to take on the Islanders. St. Louis plus one forty, Islanders minus one sixty five. St. Louis is on the back to the second. This will be the second night in a row they're playing. They're playing the Rangers Monday night. Uh, the over under for Isles and Blues is six. The thing that's that's a little confusing here is that the Islanders are just about the same price that the Rangers are. Actually, the Rangers are even a little shorter. As a favorite on Monday night, despite the Islanders having the better schedule spot here. And I know that the Rangers five of five numbers are overall better than their record. But if you look over their last 10 games, they are trending down the five of five numbers. So I don't get it. I think that it's fair to poke holes in what their Islanders process, but they can get away with it because of the way the goaltender's playing. The offense is deep enough. So I actually think that this probably right. I think the blue should be a little higher if you wanted to get involved, especially with what we've seen out of them, like the Red Wings, like I was saying before won three in a row, lost eight in a row, won seven in a row. Then they lost five of six. Like this is a strange, strange team that is a dangerous underdog. I will say that because of the, their talent up front, but with the way the goaltending is the defense, it's nothing for me here.
2: Yeah. It's nothing for me here. I think I'm a little, I'm pretty low on the blues. Like the flaws that I'm happy. One of the takes that's been great to us. We made on the fantasy on ice podcast a couple of weeks ago and have been writing. It was that the blues are bound to start playing more high scoring hockey. Because early on, it was the exact reverse. Their scorelines didn't match their personnel at all. They're stacked up front with potent scores. They have a horrible defensive core with bad goaltending. So the fact that they were actually averaging games that were like 3-2, 4-2 early in the year didn't make much sense. And it's been profitable backing that to change. That's a narrative that could be interesting tomorrow. Although I think Binnington's going to go tonight. That's a guy I really want to target in these. I like Nick Alberta had a comment today saying that you could bet on over 0.5 fits from Jordan Bennington and be rich because he is absolutely out of his mind right now. I don't know if he's going to calm down with Ruby, but I think, yeah, this is just one, both teams are kind of ones I'm not really looking to bet on moving forward, and I I think that's kind of where I'm at on this contest.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the the Islanders are a team that I want to bet as an underdog, not a team I want to lay with. Um, But like I said, like when you... Judge it against what we saw, what price we're seeing with the Blues at MSG. It's a little strange. So maybe the price will get big enough on St. Louis, but uh, yeah, nothing here. The Montreal Canadiens, they're plus 185 in Seattle. Cabs plus 185 right now. Kraken minus 215 over under six and a half. I can't imagine that this number is going to stay here at Montreal. I would assume it gets close to two to one. That's the case. Yeah, two to one. Yeah, like I can't imagine it doesn't get there with them being on a back to oh, back, right?
2: Right, right. Yeah.
1: Um, because the, the the way Seattle's going, the market's caught on, but it's not a bet I'm gonna have to be thrilled making. But I think if Montreal does creep up towards plus two hundred, I gotta do it. Like this team, they they play hard. They they can they score. do. But
2: I I think it's a little bit like I'm starting to feel like we're just getting fooled by the puck not going in the net. And to give it more of an analogy for like our football fans listening like everyone knows the vikings have been pretty lucky this year i still see hundreds of takes today of people being like at what point are they just clutch and it's like are they clutch that brax and barrios dropped the ball in the end zone like did they do something on that or the team just made mistakes and i thought that was a good summary of their contest versus calgary i'm kind of beating the drum that montreal or are... it it almost just sucks because the books are so on to it like they're yeah, still that's they're the thing it, right but thing. like the like they're getting dominated the last 10 games, they've been dominated by teams averaging 22nd in the standings. They have the worst expected goals over that span. I think it's one where I'm low on the halves. I don't know if I'll ever get to pay it off because the books are onto it, but I think at some point the pucks just going to start filling their net. And, and it's a narrative I'm going to be looking for.
1: It's, it's, they're the type of team where if you're going to go against them, and I mean, it makes sense because you're going to be asked to be laying. Big numbers if you're just playing the money line but you should just back the puck lines uh against them because for sure 100%, they, they play, like you're not play. backing
2: to cracking that yeah that line.
1: and because and they play that high event kind of like crazy rush style that if if they lose they they have every chance of getting the doors blown off them the habs do but if they have their their scoring boots on like they can score with anybody because of the way they, they generate speed going up the ice. Nick Suzuki, Call Caulfield, like Josh Anderson, even they, they, have, they just have finishers. I want to say that they're, you know, there's outside of Caulfield and Suzuki are getting there. They don't have like the elite offensive talents, but they have enough adept ones that they should be able to score and, and they'll win games that they don't deserve to win enough, I think as a team. Montreal. And that's what I like them as at big prices, because man, they they're the type of team that they they're going to get their doors blown off them, get, get out shot two to one on a lot of nights and still be in it because they have guys who can put the puck in the net and they play hard, right? Like it's yeah, not like sure. we've seen it with the flyers. We've seen it with the Hawks now, like these also rans that are not really built for that profile well, there's veteran, a lot of veteran players. They kind of are in this like kind of weird purgatory. You can see them just like not having a good time, showing up. Like that'll catch up to you in the NHL season. You'll lose eight games in a row. We've seen the Hawks and now the Flyers do that. Whereas the Habs, like they're, they're, this is a young team that is almost like the Senators uh, and the Sabres a little bit from last year and the Sabres for the end of last year. Like they're happy to show up to the rink and play spoiler and make as much out of their season as they possibly can. And, and just that effort level makes them dangerous.
2: That said, this number needs to get
1: bigger. And I think
2: it will. So, Dan, yeah, to put a bow on it, I think uh, Shane Wright, I'll buy into that narrative. Depending on where he skates, he's coming up for this game. I'd like to see where they slot him at the morning skate. I bet the Kraken score. Numerous goals in this game. Like probably I'd, I'd say over three and a half team total is a shot. I'm interested in Shane, right to score Shane, right to get a point. It's just such a narrative. I can yeah. see happening in this game. I'd love to see him not skate on the fourth line. Cause they're calling him up with Morgan geeky out. So realistically he's, he's probably slotting in there, but we'll see, we'll see how they look at it. He's been killing it in the AHL. I think he's going to be really pumped to be back up there We'll see. I think that's one that I'm I'm going to star and, and look to get involved with.
1: Before we get to top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Tuesday, the 6th of December, we'll talk about the Carolina Hurricanes. They're minus 265 against the Anaheim Ducks, plus 225, the over under six. I can almost guarantee you the Ducks win this game because I'm not going to bet them. And they've just been so annoying going ahead against the Wild and hanging around in the past couple of games, and then they just get end up getting blown out. You look at the final score, you're like, I, just, I thought they were just winning 2-1 nothing for me here that I, I expect this just to be a game that I, I don't ever want to talk about again.
2: Yeah. There's the ducks are playing better. I tried to get them uh, versus the wild on Saturday. They lost in a shootout and what was a really good effort. I'm not going to hate on them as much as I have the rest of the year. I think it's at the point right now where they're starting to compete better. They're probably yeah. almost a little. And we, we kind of didn't think they'd be a complete joke to start the year. Like they had been. So it's not that shocking to see them stabilize and play more competitive contests. Maybe Carolina has one of the nights where they don't finish everything. But yeah, I don't think I can get involved with the Ducks either. It's just, and Carolina, they've stabilized. They've won four straight. They kind yeah. of pissed us off there. We just missed kind of the breakthrough on a couple of picks and those overtime losses, which I thought were really good picks. And it hasn't been surprising that they've turned it around and, and started to win games.
1: All right. With that, we'll move to top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Tuesday, December 6th.
0: Top shelf world. The
1: Columbus Blue Jackets and Pittsburgh Penguins, Blue Jackets plus 235, Penguins minus 280. The over under here six and a half, and you have and play
2: on the total. Yeah, I like the over. It's playing blue jackets overs is such a square look and it's missed for a couple in a row, but this is such a good spot. And I love backing the over with Line A back in the mix because he is if there's one guy who moves the needle in the right direction for overs, it's line A. He's horrible <laughs> defensively. Like he's what a lot of people you know, I think they, some of these other guys are where he is truly off on his own zone, but he's such a good finisher that it really does make a difference. Columbus are showing some pretty strong signs of life offensively, but I don't see them shutting down this Pittsburgh side. I think something like five, three pins is just so realistic. And the Blue Jackets have been so good to the over six and a half the last year and a bit. And I think it's a good time to get back involved with that narrative. And before I finish, I think the next night I'll be watching for the exact same thing with the Sabres in the over. I've been loving where Buffalo's out at offensively. So in a small, smaller slate, we'll talk about a Wednesday game, and that I think it'll be another good look Wednesday.
1: Uh my favorite bet is uh Toronto. They're minus one fifteen in Dallas against the stars, minus one oh five. Dallas is the over under six and a half. Uh, a lot of talk about Jason Robertson in this one. He's on fire and Mitch Marner. They both have these crazy streaks going into it. But it's nuts to think right now what's going on in the Atlantic Division because it happened last year just with different characters. You got Boston 9 and 1 in their last 10, 14 and 0 and at home. The Maple Leafs are 7 and 3 in their last 10 and then you got the Lightning are 8 and 2 in their last 10. So the Atlantic race once again, we expected it to be look a little different but it's basically same church, different pew in the Atlantic. But I, I think the Leafs, this is a bet on opportunity for them as a short favorite, even on the road, playing well. They're getting good goaltending. It's a price that's palatable, which isn't something you you see all that often with Toronto. So I like Toronto here. They should match up pretty well with this Dallas team that once again, I think is good, but not they're not the best team in the Central Division, which is where they sit right now in the standings.
2: I think it's very realistic that Toronto are just a better side. They're coming into this a little little shorthanded, but I agree. I think it's a good time to get on them. I don't think I'm just being pro Leafs here. They have two lines that significantly move the needle. They don't have the hints Robertson-Pavelski line, but I would still rather take two that are as potent as theirs. I think they're just a deeper, more talented side. They played a really good contest in Tampa. I hated that I articled that game, bet on Tampa Bay. It was the first time that they'd played in Tampa Bay since game six of last year, which was... A horrible loss for me. I had articled them in that as well and had to listen to the plethora of people explain to me that the Leafs don't win the, in round one of the playoffs. They don't. Um, they do not. They don't. They also run horribly. But anyways, yeah. it was the same kind of thing. I thought they deserved better. And and uh, yeah, I like the way they match up versus Dallas. I still think they're a side that I value more so.
1: Yeah, when, when, when you're playing against Dallas and you have a, a team that can kind of just wash that top line right like that's what you're looking for so uh it's a good spot yeah it's
2: it's been funky for dallas to try to evaluate because they're they're getting by with these insane comebacks which is great like the fact that they can do that tilt the ice for 10 minutes and win a game they probably didn't deserve with that said we've historically seen teams that do that a ton those aren't good ones to bet on because eventually it's more sustainable that you're not going to pull that off, that you're not going to get into that wild run and play where you just dominate for ten minutes and score three times, than a team that just you know is good throughout putting together sixty minutes. I'd rather get involved with a team like that. So it is a little hard to handicap the stars right now, but I do think that you know, big picture, I, I still think there's a more complete roster with the Leafs.
1: All right, uh, that'll do it for this episode of Line Change. We like the over. And Columbus and Pittsburgh and the Maple Leafs on the money line as our best bets are underdogs, Winnipeg Jets against the Florida Panthers and the Detroit Red Wings as a plus 200 pooch against the red hot Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, For Nick Martin, I'm Michael Eboff. We will see you again on Wednesday night, Thursday morning as we preview that slate.